workplace metaverse, um, you kind of get what you, you're, you're able to give your employees agency and control over their lives because not only can they work from anywhere, but they can continue to have really social connecting experiences with their colleagues and with people at other companies who also work in the metaverse. So for example, in our world, you can run outside of your office and you'll enter the bigger world and there's companies that live next door and there's companies that live across the metaverse and you can go and visit all these people and, and meet okay. their their, their um, employees and, and such. Fish from SoWork, welcome to the podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us today. Yeah, anytime. Glad glad to be here and thanks awesome. for having me. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, th- I guess I'm really interested. I came across um, SoWork on a few articles that, um, that that were written about you guys and I thought it was a fascinating cho- topic and the metaverse seems to be so topical at the moment. So yeah, that's um, what I thought would be really interesting to get your thoughts um, today. Um, I mean, maybe you can just give us um, an overview of like who you are and, and SoWork and what you guys do. Sure, yeah. Um, I'm Vish, CEO and, and founder of SoWork. Um, uh, we started this about a year and five months ago or so. And so it's been a quick journey so far, um, but you know, things with uh, particularly with the way metaverse is going and the way trends and remote work and distributed work and web three and blockchain, all these really exciting technologies and sort of behavioral changes are happening. Um, things have been uh, torrid <laughs> to say the least, but, but it's fun. Um, I, you know, we're all having a great time. The team is about, you know, 35 people at the moment. So we're all hands full and, and having a great time. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I checked the product out yesterday and, you know, anyone can, right? So I went on the website and um, had a look around and some, it's fantastic. So yeah, I encourage anyone uh, go and go and check it out. Have a look at the website and to th- start with this, this metaverse concept. I mean, do you have any sense why, why now? Like, why is it gaining, why does it seem to be gaining traction? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I think it's a confluence of a few things, but maybe I'll, I'll first kind of give a bit of background on what SoWork specifically does. Yeah. Um, so for example, we, we consider ourselves the workplace metaverse. Um, so there's lots of different types of metaverses. Um, you know, there's two, two camps, one group of people who say, oh, there'll only be one metaverse and everything will kind of be plugged into that. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group of people who say, okay, well, there's actually going to be lots of different types of metaverses and they're going to look and feel different and, have different graphical capabilities and different avatar setups and all sorts of different um, variables like that. And they'll kind of work together interoperatively. And so um, uh, the way that we sort of view ourselves is, is we're the workplace metaverse where um, we're trying to build essentially the, the world's first MMO for work. Um, I don't know if you've ever played any of those MMO games like World of Warcraft mm-hmm. or anything like that, but EverQuest or Ultima Online or anything like that. But um um, that's relevant to our founding story, which we can talk about whenever you'd like. Please do. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, it's a fun story. So we, you know, we opened to the public mid-December and we've had thousands of companies move in since then, um, establishing their presence in, in the workplace metaverse. So it's really interesting. Basically, um, you know, anyone from a company will just kind of come to the website click move in or move into an office or whatever. They'll pick their office. They'll pick their avatar that kind of looks like them. 
and then they'll they'll move in they'll customize their office and they'll get down to work with their team so it's a lot of fun um and then uh you had asked a question about why now in terms of traction mm -hmm. with metaverse yeah um you know like i i kind of touched on a little bit it's been slowly picking up steam with you know over over the last 20 years or so probably even longer honestly mm -hmm. Um, I see this as one of those iceberg things where we only see the tip of the iceberg, mm -hmm. but it's actually been being created for a very long time. Um, and, you know, I see this in, in very similar of a way. So World of Warcraft, Roblox, these guys have been around for decades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Second Life uh, has exactly, been sort yeah. of there as well for, mm -hmm. for a long time um, with more of like a, a non-gaming version of Metaverse, but it kind of looks like Metaverse. Mm -hmm. And so, um, or sorry, it looks like a game. Mm -hmm definitely a metaverse um but i think the tipping point so to speak has kind of been and it's kind of a tipping period it wasn't really a tipping point um has kind of been um related to two main things one is the pandemic obviously um everything seems to be related to that and uh just technology is reaching a new phase of development so um from a and from like in the pandemic camp from a workplace perspective, which is kind of what we specialize in, you know, when when everyone was forced to go remote and, and use um, sort of disconnecting softwares instead of connecting softwares, and we can talk about that a little bit later, um, it really hit home the social isolation disconnection that people felt. And so um, when you think about using the Zooms and the Slacks of the world, mm. no offense to those companies, like they're really good technologies for what they do, but um, they're just not good for social connection, which is what you need to have a really happy, thriving, enriching, empowering workplace and workforce. And so um, so from a workplace perspective, Metaverse, um, you know, from all of what our customers are saying, and I know many other businesses around the world who use other solutions, um, this kind of scratches that itch. This gives them exactly what they need. Um, from a from a social connection perspective, which is over and above what they can get with a, a Zoom or a Slack or a um, similar software like that. Right. So um, in simple terms, you're kind of operating that middle ground between like a Zoom and, of course, the more more physical uh, interaction meeting. Right. So it's a, it's, a, it's this truly hybrid approach, right, that you you're blending the physical and the virtual. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, actually, um, I think you know, for us, and, and maybe I'll touch on our founding story, but, you know, the way that um, our team was almost completely transformed within a week of us using our own software, you know, um, it was really remarkable and it gave us a lot of confidence in going down this road. So I'll, um, I'll expand on that a little bit. When the pandemic started or when it, when people were forced to go remote rather, which was a few months after the pandemic mm -hmm. like actually started. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my team was all on campus at HBS at, at Harvard and we got kicked off campus like every other student <laughs> on most campuses around the world. And um, we all kind of scattered all over the US and a couple of other countries. And um, we were forced to become yet another Zoom Slack company. And it just wasn't, um, you know, it was fine for a little while, like maybe a couple of weeks or so, but then we felt something off um, between our teammates 
and you know me as the CEO, like my connection with the team um, when I would try to recruit new teammates, like it just wasn't as compelling to say, hey, let's like you guys should join the Zoom Slack company instead of like, hey, this is who we are, this is our culture, this is mm-hmm. our identity as an organization. Like that's one of the things that I think physical is really good at is that you can establish an identity as an organization. Like you look at Shopify's offices or the Google Plex or Facebook's campus or Apple's um, loop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's all these really interesting touches you can do in the real world. And when you switch over to just two softwares, right, it's it's really difficult to um, stand out as a company. And culture and workplace relationships, that's something that we took pride in as a company. It's something we really cared a lot about. And so after a while, you know, we kind of got fed up and we said, um, okay, well, I think we need to, to, to try something different. And so I thought back to, you know, when were the most socially connecting times in my life when I was sort of distributed from people. And I thought back to 17 years prior when I, when I used to play World of Warcraft when, when I was a bit younger. Um, and I'd actually met so many of my good friends playing WoW, right? Like I met the guy who helped me to get into medical school. Wow. I met um, my current CPO. I met the like one of the the, the designers at, at Sowork. I met one of the product people at Sowork. Like, like I met a lot of really great people, and we've endured our relationships after so many years, even though we lived on three different continents at the time. So it's really it was really something um, to be said about building connection in a particular way in a virtual world. So we knew there was something there, although we didn't know exactly what it was. And then the second really important experience that I had was the community that we had at Harvard when we were building, like I was building our old software mm. with um, um, 11 other founders working on their own companies, but we were all together in a community. So I thought, okay, well, what happens if we tried to build like a wow light, right? But we put on top of it, like business interface with video and chat and encryption and security and privacy and all that stuff. And we started focusing on building like not only a great workplace, but a, but an awesome community. And so we launched our first version October 2020, and it we started using it. And it was buggy and it was it was like atrocious of an experience, to be honest. But like it did something. It provided us with this agency and this presence that we just didn't have before. And within a week, my whole team was just like raving about it. And like we felt like we were back to our in-person selves with the benefits that it gave us. And so we after hearing that same feedback from a number of teams that we'd invited in to try it out, we decided to fully drop our old software that we were working on as a team and focus our entire efforts on this new direction, which is workplace metaverse. So um, built for about a year and then opened up uh, about two, three, three months ago now. Okay. I mean, maybe for, I mean, obviously I want people to go and look at the website, but for those that, um, haven't haven't experienced it maybe you could can you describe then like how it does form those connections like how how do you bridge that how do you bridge that gap yeah no it's a great question so i think for anyone to establish connections with each other just as humans there's a few things that we need to um to be able to make present right? One thing is we need to be able to say, hey, this is me. This is who I am. This is who I'm like presenting to you. And then the second thing is to be able to see that reciprocated back from the other person. Like, 
you know, all of those numbers about 70 or 80% of our communication is, is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of lose all that when we're reduced to like a screen name or a, um, like a two by three centimeter um, video tile, right? Mm-hmm. And so what, what happens is, you know, you, you log in, you pick an avatar, it looks like you, you end up in this world um, and if it's your team's world, then you'll see all your teammates kind of kind of running around the room around you and you can see them. You can see what they're wearing. You can see the behaviors they're doing. Are they dancing with other people? Are they like making jokes with other people? Are they just in meetings? Are they whiteboarding? You can kind of see all of that. So you can run your avatar over to any of your teammates that you want to talk to or anyone that you want to meet. Let's say it's a new hire or show. And you can just have a conversation with them immediately. So what happens is when the avatars approach each other, there's these video boxes above their heads that automatically connect. And so you don't need to, um, so all the video works by proximity. And so, and when you're done, you can just run away and and that'll terminate the video connection. You'll be able to run up to someone else or a group of people and you'll just join that group conversation and then you'll leave that and join another one. So it's a much more natural process. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we were, we evolved as social species, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of frustrating for us to be sending calendar blocks and Zoom links and, you know, trying to find time and, and all that stuff. When really sometimes what you need is like, you just want to run up to your friend at work and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, like, I love what you did in that last meeting. Okay, I got to go do my thing. So I'll see you later. Right. Or that takes spon- like some spontaneous idea that you just had that you want to share. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, it's it's um it, it's such an interesting um, concept and an idea, uh, and I, I guess I mean talking broadly, not just to, about you guys, but the metaverse mm-hmm. in general. Um, mm-hmm. What do you see it? I mean, if we roll the clock forward a few years, I mean, mm-hmm. how do you see this playing out? How do you see um, it disrupting the workplace? Yeah. Um, well. It kind of depends on a few different paths. So we can leave the um, the Web three versus Web two discussion for the moment, and if you want to get into that, more than happy to. But just specifically on your disrupting the workplace question, honestly, I think that the more that CEOs and other business leaders see that you can have what makes in-person awesome without having to have such an undue impact on the people that you have working at the company, Um, the company itself and uh, the planet, then I think that that will change a lot of minds and, and show people what is really possible with the technologies that have been created now. So, for example, um, the more people that work in the workplace metaverse, um, you kind of get what you, you're, you're able to give your employees agency and control over their lives, because not only can they work from anywhere, but they can continue to have really social connecting experiences with their colleagues and with people at other companies who also work in the metaverse. So, for example, in our world, you can run outside of your office and you'll enter the bigger world and there's companies that live next door and there's companies that live across the metaverse and you can go and visit all these people and, and meet okay. their, their 
their um, employees and, and such. So that's, you know, from an employee perspective, I think the agency and the um, ability for them to live a flexible life um, in the physical world is really one of the biggest draws. And that becomes such a huge competitive advantage for companies when they can offer them. Like if Apple offers you the opportunity to, you know, work with them, but you have to come into the office three times a week, but, you know, startup X, Y, or Z says, hey, um, we'll give you the same salary, uh, but you can work from wherever you want. So if you have like an elderly, you know, set of parents, or if you have like a young kid, or if you have just, you just want to go and live in Bali or something, right? right? Because why not? Um, you can go and do that. And like, I dare say that that will be a huge competitive advantage um, over time for all these companies that choose to go um, fully remote. So like in terms of disrupting the workforce. Sorry, like, could you say that again? My apologies. Sorry. Um, she does that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's from an employee perspective. And then, you know, from an employer perspective, if you just, you know, Google companies canceling leases, right. Yeah. It will blow your mind as to like the amount of money that large companies are saving by getting rid of leases. Like I think Twitter canceled some massive thing. Pinterest canceled like a $90 million, um, office lease. Like, and, and these are just two examples of, of a lot that have happened over the past few years. And then my, my most, um, uh, the thing I resonate with the most about building all this is I'm like a really, um, nerdy nature guy. Like I love, you know, doing what I can for planetary health. And when I think about the, um, degradation of the planet that's driven by business practices, it, it just blows my mind. Mm. And so the fact that we can um, start to wind down the rate at which we build highways and parking lots and skyscrapers for business purposes and um, do all of this business travel all around the world, like the more we can minimize that and have more green spaces and more like ability to use our physical world for life and use our digital world for business and work, like I think that's a good outcome for everyone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of what we write about is at the moment, you know, we, we look at the markets for technology within physical spaces. So that could be uh, sensors that measure occupancy and then the, the data that that collects and, um, you know, then how pe how companies use that to improve their, their, their environment, their workspace. Do you see um, that this could this that information could live within the metaverse do you, do you do you envisage some kind of melding of you know what their actual workspace is doing at a particular time and then creating that online yeah yeah i think that in particular is a really really exciting space and like obviously you have to address you know okay, well, data privacy and other types of privacy concerns and things like that, of course, that's like the, the ground, like the foundational layer of, of what needs to be addressed with these types of crossovers. But um, I think the, the playing field is hugely expanded when you can start to connect um, digital and physical um, in that way. So when you do things in the physical world they affect what happens in the metaverse and then, and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So there's a few examples um, that I can think of. Like one is, you know, we've been toying around with the idea of like 
what happens when you um well we actually have this kind of integration built in already but you can you can go up to a food truck in our metaverse and, and order food and uber eats or drizzly or doordash or whatever is around you will we'll deliver that to your house oh, wow. okay. and so um that's kind of like a sensorless but but it is a connection between um, the digital and the physical in terms of um sensors some of our bigger customers have been working with us on a few of these ideas what happens when you um walk into a boardroom in their physical office like what happens in the metaverse can we see your avatar come in and that requires a number of specialized um technologies that i don't think we're there we're quite mm -hmm. there yet um, not just us as a company but like us as a species um we'll get there though but it is a really exciting time have you have you seen anything that you're particularly excited about there not yeah but see you know finding more out about what you guys were doing and then obviously thinking about what what we write a lot about and of course you know the hybrid um workplace remote work has been a key theme for us for the last couple of years with and the you know what's happening based on the pandemic so it did seem like a potential potentially interesting right that you create the same environment that, that someone might have um, if they go to the physical office that they can they can have that um, at home or wherever they might be yeah no one of our big big customers um, tinder like their entire um, company has moved into our, our metaverse oh, wow. and we worked with them to um, to recreate their like their LA offices like we put a bit of a, of a metaverse flare on it like there's you know certain things floating in the air that probably wouldn't float in real life because like, that, that's uh, another choice isn't it because why limit yourself to what the what the physical space might be actually because of course you can yeah. create whatever whatever you want right in the that's it that's it and that's part of what makes us exciting right is that like the it, it's not like you're building a game world to play games even though there's nothing wrong with that we're building a game world so that we can get really good work done in a socially bonding and connecting way and a visually sensical way. And so um, when you have the ability to get a bit cheeky with the way that you architect in the metaverse, like go for it if it makes you happy. And so with the Tinder thing, this kind of touches on both. Um, so it, it's a copy of their LA office. And one of the stories we heard from them was with all of their new recruit onboarding, that all happens in the metaverse, right? In, in the place that they built in our world. And um, we were hearing from some of their team that, you know, as part of the uh, experience of working there, some people get to fly down to the HQ and just kind of get a tour and, and have a look around. And um, people seem to know where to go in the real life version because they've walked around and explored in the metaverse version. And so it's just it's just very cool that people know where people particularly work and where to find okay. particular well, someone, folks. Someone in the real might world. hang out. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And what are you guys planning? What have you got um, in terms of developing the product? Can you can you talk about things that might be coming along? Yeah, um, I can. So we let's see here. Our whole goal is to build the MMO of work. And so we want, we want to build a community where great work gets done. 
And we want to build a place that really feels like home. And we want to build a place that's very social and connected. And so um, in each of those three buckets, that's kind of where we focus our development efforts. So in the first one, with respect to getting really good work done, well, there's a number of um, functionalities and features and integrations and things like that will that will help people to get really good work done. One is the meeting, right? Like just in general, the concept of the meeting. So what is it that people um, really rely on to have fantastic meetings? Well, you know, one is a clear purpose. Another one is, you know, a um, really stable, solid connection. Um, one is uh, really good sort of productivity tooling, whether it's whiteboarding or, you know, task um, delegation software like Asana or whatever. So what can we do to sort of tie in all of the big important ones that a lot of people use around the world now and not have to recreate that all, um, but couch it within a really solid um, experience that's easy to get into and um, um, uh, reliable. So that's kind of on the, on the workplace perspective. On the feels like home perspective like how can we make sure that people are working in an environment that they feel really comfortable in right we have so many requests for customizations and you know hey i want to look like this or um you know can we copy my office completely but add all this flair to it or i just want to go nuts and build whatever i want kind of like i'm playing minecraft or something and so walking that line you know finding the right primitives that allow people to build to their heart's content but look sophisticated enough so that you can actually brand in there. Um, that's really important. And so we've been sort of working on those sorts of things. And then finally, um, social, how do we make sure that the relation um, between avatars is really easy, simple, and fun mm -hmm. so that you can actually have these experiences with other people's avatars? AKA those other people um, in a way that makes sense and isn't weird. So um, those are, those are where a couple of our efforts are, are focused. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's fantastic. And I think it's, um, it's going to be so interesting watching, watching your guys uh, journey over the next couple of years. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything you think I've missed. Is there, is there something that you, you wanted to uh, also articulate? Um, I mean, I think, um, one interesting piece is, um, just where, where meta comes in, mm. um, As in, and I think, uh, Facebook, the old, yes, yeah, 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 okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think this is exactly what he was going for. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to quickly touch on this. Um, I think, you know, Zuckerberg is a smart guy and he, obviously has some kind of vision for the future of mm. social connection, right? They always call themselves a social connection mm. company. Um, you know, yes, they've spent the last 20 years or whatever, 17 years trashing 15 years. I don't know how long it's been, but trashing their company's reputation <laughs> through all sorts of shenanigans. But, um, you know, what, what they have said about meta is that it will represent their next leap into um, new frontier social connection technology, mm. right? And I think 
it, that sounds great as like a five, 10 year vision, probably closer to 10. Mm. But I think there's a lot of variables that <clears throat> make it really hard for that to be the case anytime soon. And part of that is behavioral and part of that is technological. Um, and part of that is trust, frankly, when it comes to Facebook. And so um, on the behavioral side, you know, I don't think people are ready to throw on headsets and um, be in be in meetings in that world forever. And part of that is because, yes, from a visual perspective, like it could appear more realistic. It could, but then then look um, um, then looking at things on a screen, for example. Um, but when you use VR there's more uncanny valley to fall into. And, you know, we were evolved as social beings in a 3D real world, right? And we have five senses, right? And when you're in VR, you're really engaging with one, maybe two senses. Mm. You're engaging with um, your, your sight and you're engaging with your hearing. If, if the VR headset has like spatial audio. Um, but you're not engaging with like touch today you're not engaging with taste and you're not engaging with smell and all of those are huge parts of how you experience your physical world and so i think that from a visual perspective as long as the graphics are done right definitely it's really immersive it's great like i have a, a quest to and i i love um, vr and i still think that it's not <laughs> We're totally not there. And so from a behavioral perspective, we're just not there. From a um, technological perspective, you know, I can't wear my Quest for more than maybe 15 minutes, 20 mm. minutes max without getting extremely uncomfortable. Um, and it's not just because like I have a thing on my face and I can't see the world around me. It's because it's really heavy and it really hurts my forehead, right? Even when I sort of counterweight it on the back or wear the comfort band or whatever, not to mention it's like, I think it cost me like $700 or some ridiculous number like that. And so um, there's a bunch of technological reasons why I just don't see, like our podcast recording is more than 20 minutes. Like a business meeting is way more than 20 minutes in many cases. Mm. So um, for workplace, I think there's a ways to go, even though battery technology and screen technology is coming a long way. I think like Apple, just as a quick aside, Apple is really interesting because of their new system on a chip. It's not new anymore, but like all their M1s, it's like it really has the potential, I think, to revolutionize VR and AR. But anyway, all that aside. And then the third thing I talked about was, um, what did I say? I said, oh, oh privacy and, and trust. You know, if you um, spend a, a long period of your company's history telling people in, implicitly that they can't trust you then it's going to be very hard for you to get them to trust you with their business data so i think like it's a really interesting direction um but i think there's a way to go a ways yeah. to go yeah but i mean it's, it's uh, having them active at least talking about it is some um, i guess for you guys or at least for the market some validation right and also putting it in them at the front of you know mainstream media and um and people getting them to talk about it to think about it as well so i guess it's positive yeah. in that sense as well yeah no question no question it's it's been a huge tailwind mm. i think for us mm. 
and, uh, and, and any other company situated similarly. So I think that's definitely a positive because, you know, this isn't some um, uh, um, frivolous market that's being created. It's, it, it's providing real benefit to people, um, real benefit to people's social lives and their work lives and their ability to get work done. And that's on the individual level. It's also providing real benefit to companies and their ability to retain and hire and build culture. And that happens in our metaverse, like it, it's not a joke. And so it's really, um, it's really inspiring to me to see um, what's happening um, broadly in, in the world with, with metaverse technology sort of yeah. coming to the fore, but also among the companies that, that work in metaverses, just seeing how it's been transforming their teams. Great, and absolutely. I think also that's a, a, great, a great place to finish. Um, oh, look, thank you so much for your insights. Um, it's really interesting conversation. And um, as I said before, I'm looking forward to watching the, watching your company grow and um, where you take this. It's going to be a really fascinating journey. Cool. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Cool. Thanks, Vish. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.